This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Australia is a land of ancient history and folklore. It is also a land of dangerous and vicious animals. When these two worlds collide, the outcome is truly remarkable. So throw another shrimp on the barbie, put your hat with the corks and strings on it, as we take a walk about to discover more about the Bunyip, Australia's Aboriginal water devil. Today on Sexy Beasts, the Bunyip. Play the music. Well, you got that sexy beast. You're just so sexy. Are you a Loch Ness monster? Or are you Bigfoot, cryptid, supernatural vampires, banshees, Tony and Jago? Oops, there's a Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who does that fuck said you could laugh at me, smack with me? With a Bigfoot dick you could slap with me? Blasphemy. You could dare come at me with a Bigfoot dick and a Loch Ness Monster pussy. Wait, baby, Sexy Beast. G'day, mate. And welcome to Sexy Beast. You You're... literally just... I say, the, I say the language of the person first. That's annoying. But anyway, you go on. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Sexy Beast. You're foray into the weird and sexy world of cryptids, monsters, and all things mysterious. Each podcast will be devoted to a specific creature in the menagerie of the unexplained. And we're going to discuss its history, its merits, and using our FEC analysis, rate, review the beast against other creatures in our premier crypt. So we end up with a total leaderboard. So we're like the audio cryptid version of Top Trumps. And you know what? Maybe we'll have some Top Trumps someday in the future. But be sure to listen all the way to the end, because closing out the show will be Freak Encounters, where we read your submitted stories with a mysterious being, nine times out of ten, a ghost. Uh, but not always. Hey, you never know. Um, it's me, It's me. 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 TC, and the place to be, Ghost.ie's uh, winner of all top five awards for social influencing, uh, given this uh, spring. Uh, Tony Cantwell and my co-host, as always, uh, he's he's a, he's a dampier, but he's a dampy dampy man. But he's got very dry humour, and uh, and he's he's up for he's up for the laugh. He's up for the ride. You can't, you can't say I'm up for the ride. He's up for the ride for anyone. Uh, Mark Jago, hello. Good day, mate. <laughs> uh, as I originally said, uh, I was actually going to read it phonetically here and be like, "G day, mate." Um, yeah, so today we're talking about the bunyip. The fucking bunyip, mate. The bunyip. Uh, I just came banning out. <laughs> what, what I like, what I like about this one, Jago, I like, um, 
I like uh, I, I like doing cryptids in um, I suppose relatively rich countries because normally you can do the accent and it's not bad. Mm. Um, last week's Mokele Mbembe uh, was very difficult for me not to do that voice. Did and it I, voice yeah. Again, I didn't mean wouldn't have meant, meant anything by it. I just think it sounds fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but now we can talk about the fucking banyip, mate. You fucking you fucking long neck banyip. You can't. If I throw another shrimp on the barbie, I'll drink a Foster's. Foster's, uh, Another name for the bunyip, I just want to say there, another name which is in the Aboriginal language mm-hmm. is the Keen Pratty, uh, <laughs> which I'm pretty fond of, because I've known Pratt. a few Pratty Keens in my time. <laughs> <laughs> I knew a Chris Pratt, uh, but he died, uh, unfortunately. Um, oh, speaking of which... Well, no, we can't, I suppose we can't really talk about Avengers, can we? But, I mean, the Avengers would have come out by now and all the, ga- no, the Galaxy. No, uh, we need to keep on track. We'll talk about this afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Banyip, Australia's own, I mean, probably Australia's up there with the Yowie, which we'll do in future episodes. Yowie, Matt, yeah. Um, but the Bunyip up there, well, as I read, Australian's equivalent to that of the Loch Ness Monster of Ireland. This is what I read on a website. <laughs> I can just imagine some guy like, just typing away. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, ah, no, I don't care what it Loch says. Loch Ness Monster, uh, that sounds like it's Irish. <laughs> um, but yeah, the bunyip. So, as always, what we're going to do, we're going to mm-hmm. do party scenario. I walk in. Hang on, then let me play some uh, Australian party music. Oh, hey, Sheila. Have you heard about the bunyip? Oh, hi, Jago. No, even though I know more of it that than you. Go on. I'm not doing the accent anymore because it'll be really bad. Uh, Sorry, but I was doing New Zealand anyway. Basically, it's a large uh, Australian Aboriginal creation. Um, most of its descriptions are sort of similar. It's a large dog with a lot of tusks, crocodile head. It has flippers uh, and it has long, luxurious hair, <laughs> which is uh, which I think is the best thing about it. Now, it varies a lot because another uh, anthropologist uh, described when he was speaking to the Aboriginal people, mm-hmm. uh, it was a starfish with two legs and lovely teeth. So, <laughs> with lovely teeth? Yeah, that's what he said. Like, um, uh, lovely teeth was his exact words. <laughs> now, I know which one I want it to be. Star you. I choose you. <laughs> Star you, I choose you. Um, but no, most of the common factors are it does look like a dog of some sort. Mm-hmm. It has lovely hair, has flippers, and it has tusks. Uh, apparently, very vicious. Yeah, I've so this is this is what I've read. So this is this is kind of along the lines of the uh, of usually the ones that we get quite excited about. Mm. One that could fuck you up. Yes, p- people that are threats to animals. Like I am um, in a in a way is sort of used as the the boogeyman of the Aboriginal people. Uh, mm-hmm. Indigenous people of Australia, um. So it's if if a person was awake at a certain time, it would steal the kid. The stealing of the kid. So yeah. this so this is something. So if I can just play it, an audio recording from um, from my my pal Magnus in London, an Australian, the chap who actually did tattoo the ridiculous chupacabra that's on my arm, and this is what he told me when I asked him, "Mate, what's a fucking banyip?" I know a, uh, a bunyip is is something that lurks around in, in water holes and in rivers and ponds and it uh, fucks you up. He'll, uh, he's like a, a dog, kind of a cross between a dog and a crocodile or something. Um, and he's, he's there waiting mainly for little kids for some reason and he, he only eats naughty kids. But uh, I think it goes back to 
Aboriginal dream time is is what a bunyip is. So there you go, along the same lines as a local Australian. Yeah, so I was pretty spot on. I just I have to say there. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, yeah, it literally it's, it lurks around lakes, lurks around billabongs, which I didn't know was actually uh, a big sort of lake. Not just a surf brand. Not just a surf brand. And I went into Tribe and like, where's your bunyips? And they were like, no, sorry, sir, this is Tribe. <laughs> and they asked me to leave. And did you ask, did you hand in your CV? I was handing in my CV. Hand so, in the CV. Now, that every, every, they, they probably have... They probably have the CVs of every single person in Dublin. Yeah. If only they Tribe. Kept them. Tribe, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. They have cool hats. They sell Fred Durst hats I'll there. I'll definitely get a job there because I wear cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this originally started off as sort of an Aboriginal thing, but it crossed into um, when white, obviously white people came over. Mm-hmm. Now, it has been a bit to, like domesticated, the whole idea of it, mm-hmm. and it's become like a mascot for some people. It's become. Like, it's even, there was a cartoon of it for kids where it's like, oh, Bunyip's coming to the show, mate. So I have um I have a recording of the Bunyip song from Dot and the Kangaroo, if you'd like to hear. Yeah, that's what, what yeah, go ahead. Um, so I'd this, this is a 1977 film. Now a thousand years old So you better come home quickly And you better hide very soon Or the bunyip's going to get you Here, hide your wives, hide your kids, because the bunyip's here and he's fucking tearing up everyone up in here. Love, no, I actually love that's how I got really into that. Yeah, really it's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. Bunyip moon. Now, a weird thing about the bunyip is apparently it has these major tusks, okay, mm-hmm. uh, but also has these super strong flippers. And the main method of it, it killing people was he used to hug them to death. Yeah, so I read this. So you so. So, say last week's episode of the idea of a child befriending the Mukele and Bembe. Yeah. You know, a child befriends the Bunyip. Bunyip goes in for a hug. He's going to kill the kid. A little pop up. A little pops his head. All right. Yeah. That's. So, the Bunyip is obviously like an Australian thing mm-hmm. and it's been around for years. Yeah. Yeah. But the Aboriginals, like, when I mean years, I mean thousands of years and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but. It's been its popularity has increased loads as white people have sort of gotten into it, and there's like Bunyip is also like a t- has been named as like a political party. Has been if you're a Bunyip party, you're you make loads of lies. I've seen that. So yeah. it was famously one of the the prime minister said that the opposing party were a, a bunch of fucking Bunyips. Yeah, like they make up these mythical mm. uh, promises to people. You know what I mean? Um. I think I don't know. We should, I think we should just jump straight in. Jump straight in. Okay. Well, look, that's 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 the 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 the, the two cents on the bunyip, uh, the equivalent of a, a Loch Ness monster for Australians. Local Australians know all about it. Is it a dog? Is it a crocodile? Hangs out in the billabong, coming after your kids. Um, your kids specifically. You who's listening to this. Um, well, let's the one Australian that's listening to this. The one Australian listening to this. He's coming for your fucking kids, mate. Uh, so let's break it off with a bit of fighting. Can it fight though? Uh, fighting. 
So, I mean, it has a lot of things going for it. But the thing is, what I find difficult, because normally what we do every week is we talk about fighting and, we do, and mm-hmm. then we talk about evidence. And mm-hmm. a lot of the time we probably shine a lot more on the evidence of fighting, like talking about the evidence. Okay. Um, but, I mean, even in terms of the bunyip, I mean, we know that there's two types. There's a dog-faced bunyip and a long-necked bunyip. Mm. But I don't know the size. You know, I, I'm getting kind of... I don't. I don't know the size. I don't know the physical attributes because it's so sketchy. Of I'm getting all a lot of uh, mixed reports here. So, like one starfish like a, with teeth. Starfish with teeth. That's the best one. I want that to be. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's a lot of like a sheepdog size. Mm. That's what I'm saying. But then I'm getting a lot of uh, like small, like Doberman, sort of like a, a skinnier dog. Yeah. But f- fighting ability wise, I think it's going to be because a lot of most of the descriptions of it, it's very aggressive. Sure. Which is something that I that tickles me when I start to mm-hmm. investigate these cryptids, okay? Because mm-hmm. if it's aggressive, it means it knows how to fight. Yeah, I like that. Now, there's there's descriptions of it murdering uh, local when, unfortunately, when the Aboriginals were slaves, so the white people, mm-hmm. and there is pictures of Aboriginals gone, Aborigines gone missing. Now, the local Aborigines used to say, "Oh yeah, the Bunyip took them," but mm. people thought that they escaped and were just like. They were blaming it on that, okay? Right. So we can't we can't always say there's going to be an aggressive creature. Um, but apparently in 1840, a group of people um, saw... They were on a boat and they saw a creature fl- uh, floating underwater. Uh, they took a shot at it. They hit it, wounded it, okay? Mm-hmm. The creature jumped up, grabbed one of the men from the boat, pulled them into the water. Now, he managed to escape because the creature was wounded, uh, but he had uh, several broken ribs. From the creature giving a big dirty hug. Jesus. Now I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put the Coliseum down. Okay. Bunyip versus Dubberku. Oof. Two um, water based Water based apex predators. So yeah. they used to do that in the Coliseum. They'd fill it full of water and they'd stage epic water battles, yeah. which I still can't fucking believe they yeah. did. Uh but in this case we're staging an epic fucking essentially mars- giant marsupial versus giant otter battle. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Irish would win. Dobberku. I mean, I know the Dobberku is seven foot tall. Yeah, I know that for a fact. I don't know how big the bunyip is, and I don't know what it. Uh, it varies it, so widely. You cannot put a, an aggressive fighting stance on it. Like if if obviously it can be super aggressive, but mm. it's the size of Chihuahua, it's not going to do a lot of damage. I mean, it's so again. This is kind of falling into the evidence side of things, but I mean, there's the, the bunyip. It would appear to be a kind of catch-all term for an unknown creature. Mm. I mean, you could imagine, especially when it is taken over by the whites, that they, they you know, they, they're they in a strange country. They've the white never, stripes. The white stripes. Yeah. So Jack White's there. He's like, I've never seen a marsupial before. Must be a fucking bunyip, mate. You know, and they, and they yeah. can't wrap their head around it. But I don't know, man. I, to be honest, fighting, I'm, I'm, finding, I'm, I'm finding it difficult to... Because also, I, I actually don't even have many many sightings or many you know attacks or anything like that mm. and also in terms of fighting ability if this had good fighting ability it would it would own australia i mean that's kind of the reason they have such crazy mammals that apart from snakes i mean do they have any predators do they have any don't even giant cats uh, dingo dingo to some extent well to be honest uh, australia is 7692 million kilometers squared if you like, if you don't think there's something that you haven't seen in Australia, then you are you are playing with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but I don't know how there couldn't be, I don't know how there couldn't be, you know, herds. Maybe they don't, maybe they don't move in herds, but how there's not every billabong fucking a shitload of bunyips if there's, and you know, there's, mm. there's no competition, you know? Um, it could be like in the deepest part of like the outback, like where, like right in the middle where no one lives. Could be. Because 90% of uh, Australian people live on the coasts. Sure. And then there's that 10% who are just in Mad Max for the whole of their life. Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek, yeah, exactly. That's what every Australian's like. Every Australian who doesn't live in Perth, Sydney or Melbourne is Wolf Creek. Canberra. Canberra and Brisbane. Mm. Um, yeah, see, I'm finding it difficult with this one, man. To be honest, I'm going to give you a bit of an overarching thing and maybe save this for the cool factor, but I'm not that mad on the bunyip. Oh yeah. Well, I just I can't I can't, I can't get into it. Even now, I, I don't know what this I'm, is. This is me in the Macaulay Mbembe. This is you in the Macaulay yeah. Mbembe. But I I physically can't visualize it. Is it a dog? Is it a like I I don't know what I don't even know what I want it to be. When we did the Chupacabra, I know I wanted it to be a little bit of an alien lad. Yeah. Knocking around. I don't even know what I want this thing to be. Mm. It doesn't even seem like it belongs. Like in some stories, it has talons. You know, in some stories, it's a starfish. Like I, but look, we're talking about fighting here. Yeah. All right. So, what did you give it for fighting? I mean, if, and this is only going by some cool pictures that I saw of it attacking mm. someone. Yeah. I give it a three. Whoa. So, I give it a four. Not far off. Whoa. Whoa. So far. <laughs> uh, but I do think it's an it's an aggressive creature. If it does exist, it has tusks. It's gonna tear, tear you apart. It has attacked cattle. Um, okay. It, which from stories mm-hmm. now this could be like the chupacabra attacking cattle it could be attacking them or it could just be scared of humans you don't know like just because there's not any attacks on humans doesn't mean it doesn't have a good fight that's fair but I mean I, I kind of have to have it has to have one foot or one talent in the realm of actually existing before I credit any ability so that's where evidence comes in right here look right, so what we'll do is so what did you give it again I give it a three okay you give it a three um, so we'll give it a four. Fair. And I'll split the difference. Okay, so it's a four now. Okay, so we're going to move you on to You say split now. the difference so much. In, in, and when you love it. All right, so we're going to go into uh, evidence now. But what is the evidence, sir? I'm just writing something down. A kid, a kid, a kid. So, what, what, what do you think? Give us your number first. Um, I give it. I give it an evidence of four. Whoa, Jesus, that's very low. So, because I don't, because uh, any evidence that was I found exciting. So there was evidence of a skull being found. Mm-hmm. Um, that was I have in that here, yeah. So that was that was in a museum. Got stolen. Mysteriously stolen. Though. Mysteriously Do you not stolen. Think that which, could... I, which I like. Yeah. I, I like that touch. Yeah. Of course, I like that touch. That's like the men in black that's showing me. up. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, stealing the skull. But there was a skull found, but then it turned out to be a deformed calf. Now, how do you know it was a deformed calf that it was stolen? And why would you think it's a deformed calf if it was stolen? Why would it be stolen if it was a deformed calf? I've said those three different ways to <laughs> to say one <laughs> sentence. <laughs> but you had me on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Yeah. So it. Let's put. Let's break it down. Okay. It's an deformed calf. Yeah. Why don't they just leave it there? Why don't you just say, "Oh, it's a deformed calf"? In the same way, we don't have the fucking. It's cool, man. We don't have Nelson's head from the fucking Nelson's pillar that blew up. They say it's in Trinity. No one knows where it is because it's cool to have heads of things. 
Okay, so then it, it turns out to be whatever the, it is, whatever it's fucking. I mean, if I give you a goat head, you'd you'd take it. That's true. And goats are all over the place. Yeah, I do love loads of goats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to go back to this thing again. Well, I am. Uh, called the cultural memory. Sure. We talked about this in the last episode. Yes, we did. Basically, there was a creature called uh, Diptothrodon, which uh, the description spits it down to a T. It's a long-haired sort of saber-toothed tiger. And it was around the same time as humans as well. Dipto throwdown is that like someone at a Diplo concert thrown down? They're having a big fight, yeah. Listens to all their mad decent stuff. Um, <laughs> but like, so cultural memory. So the Aboriginals were around for so long that they encountered this creature. Yes. And through word of mouth, they passed it down, mm. and obviously became bastardized, bastardized with co- crocodiles coming above. So this like is that. something that was a rhino-sized marsupial, had the face somewhat like that of a dog, and a shaggy coat. A beautiful shaggy coat, um, major traits of the bunyip, and also had two jutting teeth out. Also, oh, so you've you've heard of them? <laughs> in passing, in passing, yeah. But like, do you not think that a country that is so big as Australia, there's obviously parts that people haven't explored? I definitely agree with that, but 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 I mean, this is not this is not dense forest we're talking about. It's just desolate desert. I mean, it's it's like inhabitable. Desert only like belonging to snakes, you know. Especially considering the fact this is a bunyip. This is the water, water beast. But the water's underground. <laughs> Don't go chasing rivers and lakes that you're used to. Um, but in terms of the evidence, also it gets sketchy. So you have the Aboriginal. So I, I get, I get, I get turned on by Aboriginals talking about uh, bunyips. <laughs> Anything, and you can take that out of context. I'm, I realize we say so much stuff just sounds like weird one-off little uh, voice segments that we should put together with a bit of a remix um, but I, I like I like the, the Aboriginal side of things I like them talking about it in history I like them talking about it but also like they, they, I read I didn't write it down but Bunyip also goes in line with another kind of like Bunra or something like that which was like a, a human man who yeah controlled. so uh, a Bunyip is also a Bunji which uh, is a, hu- a wise man from the mountain, mm. um, which is, I only read a tiny bit about that because I didn't want to s- sully the bad name of Bunyip, you know? Fair, fair. no, I get that. Yeah. So I like I like the Aboriginal story of the Bunyip, but that's, they. so I, what I also read today is that for the last 150 years, they've been trying to accurately take from Aboriginal storytelling as what a Bunyip physically is mm. so that they can, you know, study it in some sort of, you know, zoological you know, uh, yeah. c- capacity, um, and then since since they are in the last 150 years, 200 years, you know, um, settlers. I mean, one 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 bit of evidence they said against it was that it again. You talk about that kind of shared memory, that cultural memory, that all the Irish inmates that are there are, are talking about it like the puka because it it, it kind of resembles a puka, yeah. big black the shaggy. Dabaku. Or the dumber coo, genuinely. Oh wow, we've we're onto a theory here. All the creatures are Irish, <laughs> <laughs> especially Bigfoot. Macola Kembe last Macaulay week Mbembe. was uh, uh, Mac Colo. Mac Embe. You're onto something. Um, but also, what they talk about is because um, there's uh, you know a couple of instances of people you know saying that they see it, but also they they, they hadn't got a proper they hadn't got a proper glossary of animals. Back then, so they didn't know what they were like. Exactly. So, yeah. and they'd never seen a fucking marsupial before. So, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't rate it highly, and I don't. As you said, you gave it a four. Uh, yeah, but I'm talking about evidence, or did I give evidence for four? Jesus, I'm moving through this very quickly. <laughs> um, 
yeah, give it evidence of four. Yeah, so we, we have two fours now, okay. Um, but there's a few, there's a few like suspicious sightings that I've seen. Like there's one of a man who got attacked by an alligator, okay, and he was injured, and the alligator was moving in for the kill, and then a bunyip by his approximation came along, killed the alligator, and saved his life. Now, why would a man lie about that? That seems like the perfect lie. So my brother, um, my brother was once had a fight with his at the time then girlfriend right yeah. went to her house right they had a big fight he went out to the bus stop he made up a lie to say that he was attacked by a bunch of lads throwing bangers at him so that she would like feel sorry feel for sorry him. for him and he went back into the house so this <laughs> and I don't I still don't think he's t- he's told Kerry this but but I but but this is along those lines right so someone's like. Oh my god! I just got attacked by a crocodile. Oh my god! Are you okay? No, it's fine. A bunyip came and saved him. Be like, oh, not only do I am I cool with you now, but I'm fascinated by you, and I might want to have sex with you. Do you know who this person was? No. It was Charlie's Theron. Mel Gibson. <laughs> Charlie Theron is from South, South Africa. Africa. I know. I know. <laughs> okay, um, listen. We're not going to agree on this. So what we decided is we're going to have four for fighting ability, and we're going to have four for evidence. And now we're going to move to cool factor, where I think. I think I can change your mind. Okay. I'm going to play the jingle and then I'm going to tell you something. Cool, baby. This thing sucks. This thing sucks. This is the worst fucking cryptid I've ever looked up in my life. It's shit. Jeez, Tony, tell me how you really feel. (laughs) I remember my first beer. Don't do that. That's mine. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm going. I was just listing your two catchphrases. Um, yeah, this thing fucking sucks, man. I mean, I get it. I mean, yeah, we got to give credit for the fact the fact that it's part of the culture. It's a it's a kind of not a slur, but you're like, look at this fucking bunny. You can't you know? People say that all the time <laughs> in Australia. You, you know, the you prime can't. minister called in her party a lot of bunyips. You know, it's very popular. You know, mm-hmm. people know about the bunyip. You know, I hit up Magnus, asked him about the bunyip. He knew all about it. So it's popular. So it gets some credit for that. In terms of cool, what the fuck is it? I don't know what it is. But your ignorance on the subject is not a declaration of its coolness. See, we had a fight about this. We didn't have a fight. I wanted to have a fight over this with the Chupacabra where we were talking about it being a mangy dog. And I'm like, I refuse to accept (laughs) this mangy dog as the Chupacabra. It has to be an alien with cool fangs and stuff. Are we, this is going to progressively be more aggressive with the cool fangs. No, <laughs> so like like, now I'm going to punch Tony in the head and just listen <laughs> listen carefully. Right, come on. You said you could win me over with the cool factor. I think it sucks. Okay. What has just generation of kids been missing? Like, Jacob, what do you want, what do you want me to say? The an, bunyip? <laughs> an aquatic mascot. Okay, so back the, when we back when we grew up, we had Andre the Seal. Yes, we, we had did Flipper. Yeah, we did. We had Leon, the contract killer. Okay. Was he aquatic? <laughs> yeah, he just loved water. Yeah. Um, no, because I remember I wrote that Andre and I got mixed up with Leon and I went on a big rant about Leon. <laughs> I was like, no, he wasn't a seal. <laughs> what we need is Banyip, a new Australian film from Australia where he is... Let's say he makes friends with like okay. uh, a sick kid. Welcome to Australia, the land of mystery 
and to- spiders that live in your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Keep both eyes on the jicks. Keep both eyes on the and on the. Oh, Danny. Okay, so talk to me about this kid befriending the bunyip. Okay, this guy and lives hugging in, him to death. He used to live in Canberra. Okay, that's Got, the capital, isn't it? That's the capital. Yeah, he moves to the central of the outback, and he has no friends. Mm-hmm. He goes to a local uh, billabong, buys loads of clothes, <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to a local lake. Should have gone to Quicksilver, mate. Those clothes uh, suck. Quicksilver. Uh, he can't. He can't surf in a lake. Oh. But then his friend the Bunyip arrives. They become best friends, and he makes the waves to let him surf in the lake. <gasps> Little kids played by Haley Joel Osment. And the Bunyip is um, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Hugh yeah. Jackman. No, it's uh, it's Hugh Jackman in Andy Circus doing the mocap for it. I'm all over that. Yeah, I'm into that. Okay. Yeah. See, like he's he's got he's got a bit of a swag about. A bit of a swag. I, I mean, like if you had yeah, if you had in excess doing the soundtrack, you had a bit of men at work. Now, do you know what? I wouldn't watch that. I wouldn't watch that. This is no child soldier gonna, befriending a brontosaurus. Okay, with rockets on, his, with rockets back. on his back, like we discussed last week. Yeah, listen to that if you haven't. Um, it was class, uh, man. Yeah. Okay, but like, okay. So paint the picture for me, okay? This kid, he's been, he's left Canberra, mm-hmm. right? He 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 dresses like those teens and neighbors when they go to when they go to their high school and they have that wine whatever. You know, outfit or whatever. Yeah. So he's in high school goes out to the outback. Maybe his uncle or something like that. He's crossing the largest fence in the world called the dingo fence. What does that mean? It's in Australia. There's the largest fence in the world it's called the dingo fence. <laughs> okay, he crosses the largest fence, and he is in the outback. Mm. Uh, okay, describe to me. So Andy Circus is the bunyip. Yeah. What, what does it? What does it? What does it look like? So it, it looks like uh, a German Shepherd with gorgeous hair. It looks like a German Shepherd in a L'Oreal ad. Okay, big long. It looks has big, beautiful teeth. It's very. So what I can. So what I'm picturing is the bunyip gets to the dingo fence, and uh, the kids on the other side, and the kids are like, no, go home. Yeah, go home. You have to go home. And the and the bunny get like, out of here, you stupid bunny! You're the worst bunny ever. And he's like, he's doing it to try and get him. Like, yeah, Harry and Henderson. Yeah, Harry and Henderson. He's like, smacking his little sandal on him. It's like he's, the bunny is balling his eyes out. He's so dehydrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been travelling for days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you know what? With that Harry and the Hendersons reference, you yeah. have won me over a little bit. He's a man. Like I could, I could sell this. I could make T-shirts. I could make hats. E- I mean, it's essentially, it's a, I, I, so what I believe it is, is the shared memory of this giant marsupial, genuinely, because it matches mm. exactly the description of this old marsupial, um, the Diplo Throwdown. <laughs> Diplo Throwdown. Um, but man, even with, the, even with the film, right, I'm going to give it to you. I give this a cool factor of three. That's pretty low. I give it a five. Do you know what? Can we whip it up to four? Just for me? Because I, I fell in love with this. Okay, so, right. I'm going to give that a four. Evidence is four. And I think I gave it a fighting of four, didn't I? Yeah. So we're all four, four across the board. Twelve. Which is 4,400. <laughs> <laughs> so that's 12. Okay, so let me calculate where it is now. Okay. Oh, wow. Let me give you the, 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 the final scores. 
give it to me. I find the banyip is 12. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, I can't do No, it. you're not cutting that ever. <laughs> it's 12. The banyip is 12, pizza. <laughs> it's, it's 12. So, yeah, it's bottom of the pile. It sucks. Why? You're so, like, I didn't say about that chupacabra when you went on a big mad one about how crap it was. Oh, I went on a big mad one about how crap it was. I don't know, man. I mean, something about this, I, I was, I, you know, you know, in, in researching this. So, like, what I've started doing to, to, to research these, because as well as obviously my encyclopedic knowledge of cryptids, which we all know, we, we all know I have, um, I have sometimes have to read a lot of articles. So what I do is I, I play like this auto reader. So it's like a voice reading yeah, articles yeah. to me while I play like Far Cry and stuff. So the fucking bunyip I just couldn't pay attention to. I just well, like found what voice it... are you using in the auto reader? Is it not like the bunyip is left in the wilderness? I'll show you right now. It sounds like this. Bunyip. This article is about a mythical creature for the town in Australia. See Bunyip, Victoria. So it sounds exactly like that. Yeah, well, but, of course it's going to be. If you, you don't have my dulcet tones reading about it. Yeah, but I can get into other stuff. Anyway, look, that's um, that's, that's our bunny. So that's we decided, unfortunately, of 12. I'm sorry for all our Australian friends. What was your Australian friend called? Magnus. Magnus von Magnuson. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the next section, we're going to jump into... Freak Encounters. Encounters. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, right, so now we got a nice little tasty freak encounter for you. This one was sent in to us by Mark Darby. Mark, thanks so much for sending this in. Uh, he sent this one in. Um, he, he did what I asked everyone to do. Uh, send them in by Gmail. Uh, but people are still, no, to be honest, people aren't sending in enough, so please do send yours in. Anyway, we will accept them, and as you've heard from previous episodes, we will read anything on this show. Look, we just want content, okay? Um, but anyway, Mark, send this in uh, to our sexybeastspod at gmail.com, sexybeastspod at gmail.com. Uh, so please do the same. So here we go. Right, so here we go, right. In no way do I feel any of this was a figment of my imagination or a trick of the light. I have seen something, I have never seen something so clear. It is the only time that I have seen a ghost. Although I have had other strange experiences. And here we go. Myself and a group of friends were drinking behind Rathfarnham village. For those unfamiliar with Rathfarnham, it was an exceptionally old graveyard that was used back in the 1700s, maybe even before. And it pains me to say it that it was Halloween weekend, as it immediately becomes a stereotypical story. But it was early in the night, and a very classically clear sky, uh, cool October evening. We were by no means drunk, and with a group of friends in an area of greenery known as Spider Hill, that's, that's spooky enough as it is, which touches the back of the graveyard. Myself and my friend, also a mark, had drank maybe one can of beer and we needed to use the toilet, so both of us walked slightly away from the group, to relieve ourselves. I cannot emphasise how clear this memory is to me. We both had our backs to the graveyard and suddenly felt a snap in temperature. I looked to my left and saw no more than five metres away from me a young girl in a white communion dress staring and pointing with her mouth open 
in a shocked look. She was surrounded by a sort of white glow. I sort of went into a panic to get away and I looked back in my haste and she was gone. Both of us immediately ran home and were shaking with fear. Mark also showed me a little screen grab where he got in touch with another Mark to say, did that thing really happen? And the other Mark said, yeah man, it did. What was that? A young banj? A ghost? Ooh, difficult to difficult difficult to say. So, so what do we, what do we make of that? Yeah, well, you didn't like the bunny, but I'm so angry with you now, and uh, we'll talk about it later. Okay, we'll talk about it later. At right, home. We're talk about we're home in our Burton Ernie beds beds with our T and J on the on the on the duvet. Uh, Jago, thank you very much um, for doing your expert research. As always, I love you so much. And I'm, I'm going to end it with an Aboriginal saying. Beautiful. Those who lose dreaming are lost. Good night. Girl, you got that sexy beast. You're just so sexy. Are you a Loch Ness monster? Or are you Bigfoot, cryptid, supernatural vampires, banshees, Tony and Jago? Oops, there's a Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who the fuck said you could laugh at me, smack with me? With a Bigfoot dick, you could slap with me? Blasphemy. You could dare come at me with a Bigfoot dick and a Loch Ness monster, pussy? Baby, sexy beast. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.